We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hey, everyone. It's Tony. Before we get into tonight's show, I just want to remind you once again to go to your favorite podcatcher, hit subscribe, and leave us a happy review. You know those happy reviews help us rise in the charts so more people can enjoy the show just like you. When you're done doing that, go to Facebook and Twitter and give us a follow and a like. We also have a new Facebook fan page where you can join the conversation about these shows. I would really encourage everybody to go join that group. If you want to be on the show, there's two ways to go about doing that. You can either email me directly at theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com or you can go to the website, which is theconfessionalspodcast.com. Go to the connection section and you can email me that way as well. I really hope everybody enjoys the show. They're staying in the shadows. It's called probing. Make sure things are all clear. Clear for For the rest of the night. You guys hear that? Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Tony, and I am glad that you're here. And I'm glad to be here. This week was rough for me at work. Uh, Many of you know I drive tractor-trailer Monday through Friday, and this week in the Northeast, we got dumped on with about 40 inches of snow in some areas. Now, my area didn't get hit that hard. I got, I think, about eight to nine inches of snow, but um, man, I tell you, about five inches of that was probably sleet. I woke up on Tuesday morning, I just heard sleet smacking my window, and I just knew right there I was not going to work. And, uh, you know, so I spent the day on Tuesday just cleaning the driveway and things like that, which wasn't bad at all. But, you know, Wednesday comes and you need to get back to work and drive in the aftermath. And I get to my first delivery and the gate was closed. Now they were there, but the gate was actually closed. So I'm ringing the doorbell. Nobody's answering. It's a huge warehouse. I'm talking this place was absolutely huge. It took me about five minutes to walk around it because nobody was answering. So I had to go through the front door. And so I'm going through the warehouse and I'm talking to the employees and they said, yeah, absolutely. We'll open the gate for you. No problem. And uh, by the time we got outside on, on the other side of the gate, the gate was already semi-opened. And, uh, you know, I said to the guy, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And I walked over to the gate and I start opening it. Now, the gate was open inwards towards the yard. So it wasn't going to be opening towards my truck. It was going to actually open the opposite direction in towards the yard that I was pulling into. And so I started opening the gate nice and easy. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody yell at me, yo, stop opening the gate. And I turn around and this guy said, they opened the other way. I said, all right. So I started opening it the other way. And once it got parallel with the rest of the fence, it wouldn't open any further. And so I looked back at him as he was walking up to me. And I said, man, you're gonna have to open this up because I don't know what you're talking about. And so he comes over and he says that the plow company actually messed up the gate. And he told me that I forced the gate open the wrong way. And I said, whoa, 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 I didn't force anything open the wrong way. And so I had to call my safety department just to let them know what happened. So they knew that I wasn't not reporting something that happened and that I was not at fault. And so, you know, that all worked out okay. And I moved on, you know, I went on with my day. After that stop, I'm driving to the next delivery. And all of a sudden I start smelling this antifreeze. I'm thinking... What? where's that antifreeze coming from? And I, I get to a, a red light and I'm stopped. And all of a sudden I start noticing smoke surrounding my truck. I was like, you got to be kidding me. 
And so I found a safe spot to pull over and I pull over and I open up the hood and all this smoke, white smoke just comes pouring out from underneath the hood. And I'm like, you gotta be stinking kidding me. I, I, I smelled the antifreeze real strong. It sprayed everywhere. I had no idea where it was leaking. So I called my terminal and I told them what happened that I broke down and they said, okay, well, call safety. So I call safety again and I tell them what's going on and they uh, get me in touch with the tow truck company and the tow truck company decided to go to my terminal and pick up another truck for me to bring it to me so I could switch it. And so I'm sitting there for about an hour. Now, keep in mind, I lost my antifreeze, so I don't have any heat in my truck. It's about 23 degrees outside with about 20 mile per hour winds. And so it's, it's cold out. And I have no heat in the truck and it's getting colder and colder by the minute. And so they said, okay, we're going to send the, the tow truck company out. The tow truck company comes, picks up a truck for me and they're on the way to drop it off to me. And it turns out another driver broke down that actually had time sensitive deliveries on his trailer. So they actually had to turn around and take the truck they were bringing to me to the other driver. And so it delayed the whole process because they had to go back to the terminal, pick up another truck and bring it to me. All in all, I spent about four hours in my truck with no heat. And by the time it was all done, I was, I was freezing. You can see my breath. And if, you're, if you follow me on Instagram, you actually get to see a video that I shot with me breathing in my truck. And you see the, the cold air coming out of my mouth. It was, it was pretty insane. I couldn't feel my toes. I couldn't feel my knees. Uh, but the tow truck finally comes, gives me the truck. And you know, I switch over to that truck. And I hook it up to the trailer. And I'm on my way. I finished my last delivery and they sent me two different pickups I had to go do. And I get to my last pickup and it's really tight because I wouldn't say it's really tight, but just it was more tight because of the snow mounds all around the parking lot. And so I'm backing into this one door and I actually, my front driver's side of my truck rolls over a snow mound. Now it's not a big deal. I mean, many of you drive cars and you probably run over snow mounds in your car. No big deal. And, uh, you know, I thought the same thing with my truck, you know, it's a big tractor trailer. And so, you know, I roll over it and I back in and no problem. I get back to my terminal that night and I'm doing a post trip, making sure that the truck is okay. The trailer's okay. And, uh, excuse me. And, um, I noticed that on the front driver's side of my truck, the front bumper was cracked. And it wasn't an old crack. It was a new, fresh crack. And I'm thinking to myself, what happened? Like, I didn't remember hitting anything. And then it hit me. I rolled over that snow mound. And with it being so cold out, it probably wasn't a snow mound, but an ice mound. And so when I rolled over it, it cracked the bumper. And I was like, man. So I called safety again. So I'm on the phone with safety all day long. Now, you don't want to be on the phone with safety. That's not, that's not ideal as a truck driver. And to be on the phone with safety three different times in one day, that's just not what you want to do. But I call safety again and I tell them what happened. I take pictures and I send it to them and I fill out my incident report and I hand it into the boss and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, that was a bad day. And that was Wednesday. And then Thursday comes. And on Thursday, we were down some trucks, you know, because all the trucks were breaking down and, you know, uh, some drivers were hitting some things. I wasn't the only one. There was other drivers hitting snow mounds too. It was just one, one of those weeks. And so I actually go in on Thursday and I actually had to go to a truck rental place and pick up a rental truck that I was going to be driving that day because we just didn't have enough trucks at the terminal. So I get, the, I get this rental truck and I said to the guy when I was, you know, looking it over and making sure everything's good before I pull out, I said, man, they make these trucks with these plastic bumpers, man. They're so fragile. You know, right there, you know, I jinx myself. I get to my first stop and I do the delivery. I come back out to my truck. And if you know anything about tractor trailers and stuff, they have what's called an air ride seat. And it's pretty much like an office chair where you can kind of go up and down with the air pressure. Well, tractor trailers have the same thing. So it provides a more comfortable ride because if you don't have that air ride, every bump you hit, it's going to, you know, shake you around. It's going to hurt your back and, you know, you're going to have back problems after a while. So I get in my truck and all of a sudden I sit down in my truck and the seat sinks all the way down to the floor. Like I lost all air in it. I'm thinking, oh, that's weird. I hit the button to increase the air pressure and it's not going up. And I'm like, oh man. And so I was you know, I'm stuck. I'm stuck there with a truck that I, I'm i sitting so low, you can't see the front of the, the hood. 
And I figured, all right, well, I'm just going to drive it like this. And, you know, it's uncomfortable to drive it like, like that, but it's, it's manageable, you know, it's not, not safe. And so I continue with my run. And this first run that I had only had two stops on, I figured I'll just do the second delivery and go back to the terminal and see what happens. Well, I get to the second delivery and I've been there a million times and I start backing into the door. And because I can't see the front of my truck, I have a hard time judging the distance between the front of my truck and you guessed it, the snow mounds, the ice mound right in front of my truck. And, you know, I know I'm close, but, you know, it is what it is. You got, you got to get the truck in the door. And so I'm backing up and all of a sudden I hear this. And I was like, oh no, I just scraped that ice mound. And so in the back of my, I continue backing up and I get into the door and I get into the door, I get out of the truck and I'm thinking to myself, before I look at it, I'm just like, I'm praying. I'm like, God, please, no damage, please. Like, I don't want to call safety again. Just let it be, you know, some little scraping on, on ice. No big deal. I walk around and the driver's side is fine. And as I turn my head and I look at the passenger side, half the bumper is hanging off. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I just looked at it and I was just like, it's one of those moments where you're not even surprised. You're just like, yep, that's how my week is going. So <laughs> I go inside and I, I tell them that I had a delivery form and it was like half a trailer load. So it takes some time to unload that. And I asked the fellow before we started unloading me, I said, do you have anything in here that I can use to tie up my bumper out front? And he's looking around and I'm thinking they should definitely have something because it's a wire company. That's what they do. They sell wire, spools of wire. I'm thinking they got to have some kind of junk wire. They didn't have any junk wire. He looks in the trash and he finds this little rope that, uh, barely had enough life on it. And so I go out there and I string it up and I tie the bumper and hang it from the mirror on the front of the truck. And uh, I'm thinking, well, I hope this holds, you know, because I got to drive about half hour, 45 minutes back to my terminal. And with it shaking up and down while you're driving, I hope that the plastic wasn't going to saw through the rope. Because if that happened, I don't know what <laughs> I would do. But, uh, you know, so I, I tie it up and I call safety and tell them, hey, it's me again. And I took out another bumper. And the lady said, she's like, you're having one of those weeks, aren't you? And I said, yeah, I'm telling you. Like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what, you know, it's just silly things. It's not like I'm doing anything unsafe. I, I was driving careful, you know. And it's just when you get to the location, it's the small little things. It's always the small little things that get you. And so I tell her and I send her pictures. I get back to the terminal and I tell them. And I wound up driving that truck like that for the rest of the day. They gave me a bungee cord to help hold it up so that just in case that rope sawed through, it wouldn't fall on me. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was my week. And Friday came and they actually put me in a small truck. I, the, those little box trucks, I call them the ice cream trucks. I don't like driving them. They beat you up. They shake you around real hard. But they put me in that truck and I was thinking... I know they're not doing it on purpose because of what happened earlier this week because we're busy and all that stuff. But I was just thought it's kind of ironic and I probably could use a break anyway. So I took it gladly and I, I went through my day yesterday and everything went pretty well. So I was happy with that. And even this morning, I had to wake up real early and, and go to the uh, DMV where the Department of Motor Vehicle, where you go and do your thing with the license and all that. Well, I had to go get a physical this morning to renew my medical card for work. And that took about an hour and a half, two hours. Then I had to go to the DMV to register it with the state. And that took like two or three hours. So to get a physical and register with the state, which when I was actually doing those things combined, it took maybe 40 minutes. But waiting in the lines took about five hours in total. So <laughs> I'm thinking, man, like this just stinks. Like I just want to go home and record the show and you know, relax. And I, it's just, it's been a mess, but I'm glad that the week is behind me. I'm so glad it's behind me. And uh, I'm looking forward to just doing this today, you know, recording and putting the show out for you guys so you can enjoy it. And before we actually get into the interview, uh, I actually want to announce the winner of the contest we are doing this week. Now the contest, if you didn't listen to the last week's show, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But Lindsay was on with me last week and she announced that we were going to do a contest a contest uh, that pretty much all you had to do was on either Facebook or Twitter or both, uh, share the website, www.theconfessionalspodcast.com. 
if you shared that website and you hashtagged it, theconfessionalspodcast.com, you were in the running to win a book. Uh, the book is called A Field Guide to Sasquatch Structures by Christopher Noel. And I, like I said last week, this book, it's just, it's just a fun book to have in your backpack when you're hiking around, if you're into the Bigfoot thing. You know, many of you know I am. And uh, if you're into that and you're into going out in the woods and hiking and just exploring and seeing if you can find any signs of Bigfoot, this is such a great book because it's a simple read and it's the 50 most common types in North America Sasquatch structures. And so it has pictures with everything and small little descriptions. It's an easy read and it's just a fun book to have while you're out in the woods. So when you see something, you can kind of refer to it and see if you can find it in the book anywhere, you know? Uh, now the winner of this book is Kevin A from Twitter. His Twitter handle is KJG Adams. And he did the submission and we did the drawing earlier this morning and his name came out of the hat. And so Kevin, you are the winner of this book and we will be contacting you to see where we can send it to. And uh, congratulations, man. I really hope you enjoy it. I have my own copy of it after I was borrowing my buddy's copy. And so, you know, I enjoy it and I really hope you enjoy it too. Christopher Noel knows that this competition is going on and uh, he was very excited to hear that we were going to be giving one of his books away to a, a lucky listener. So Christopher Noel knows and uh, he's really excited that you're going to have that book as well. So let's get to the interview tonight. Tonight's interview is with Brian and Brian shared some stories that he remembered from his childhood where his mom was called in to deal with demonic the best I can describe is demonic possession of two individuals at two separate times. And he shares those stories today. And I'm telling you, these stories are jaw-dropping. The things that his mom saw, the things that he saw, uh, I just, man, I loved reading the email I got for Brian. And I knew I had him have, I knew I had to have him on the show. And when I got a hold of him and I started hearing it in person while he's telling the stories while we're recording, I was just like, man, this is going to be such a great show. So I'm really excited to share this show with you guys, and I hope you enjoy it. Without any further delay, let's get to it. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I really appreciate uh, you reaching out to me and talking to me through email for a little bit and stuff. It was uh, a delight, I, to say the least. I was reading your email, and what you shared with me in email I was thinking, man, I just, I got to hear this guy's story because it, it was just so unique. <laughs> and so I figured I'd give you a call tonight and do this interview okay. and see, you know, how things go. So uh, what I want to do yeah, is just sure. kind of let you walk us into the story you'd like to share with us and, um, you know, let the audience know what happened. Okay. So, um, well, I we grew up, you know, in uh, New Jersey, Central Jersey, and um, I was, I was, you know, my mother was watching me when, I, you know, I think I was probably about like, like six, maybe seven years old, and my mother had a friend who she would hang out with, she would uh, pray with, and um, read the Bible with, and whatnot. You know, she she was one of her uh, church friends, and. One day, she got a call from her friend. Her her friend's name is Susan, and um, she said, "Pat, Pat, that's my mother's name." She said, "Pat, get over here right away as soon as you can." So you know, you know, my mom had to get over there to see what was going on. I don't think she told her anything else besides you know just to come over. So um, I think. Yeah, my father was home, so she she took me along with her. Now it was about like five blocks away, but we we drove over there, and my mom, you know, just walked in because she's you know was accustomed to just you know walking in, saying hi, and I walked in right behind her. And now straight ahead was the was like the living room, and then behind it was like the kitchen area. And up, 
like when you open the front door to the right was the stairwell going up to the second floor. Now, my mother's friend was like in the kitchen area where the living room started to begin. And up on the right on the stairwell was this, uh, her daughter. She was probably like 17, I think at the time, I would guess. And uh, she was like, you know, sitting down like with her head, look, you know, like, uh, like uh, above the, the banister, above the, the handrail. And she was curse. She was like cursing at her mother, like, you know, like screaming at her and cursing at her. And when I, when I looked at her, you know, suddenly, you know, like I, I noticed, first I noticed her, but then when she started cursing, I really caught my attention, you know, a little kid that I'm not used to that kind of language. And I look over and I see something, like it was like uh, black and white and it was like, like hazy. It was like, it was like semi, semi translucent. And um, what it was, was it was like a head. And it had like this long, like scraggly, like like hair, long hair, like sticking up everywhere, and it had, and it had like uh, like black, black uh, eyes, like where their eyes were, there was like no eyes. It was just like black circles. And what really, really got me, what really caught my attention was her the mouth, this thing. I don't know what it was but the the daughter's mouth was moving and this thing's mouth was moving in perfect unison so whenever she would like you know curse or say something the mouth of this this thing this i i i i would call it a demon i don't know what it was to me it was just so repulsive and disgusting i would call it a demon i don't know like the mouth along with the girl's mouth and um so i caught that i caught a glimpse of that for about maybe like six seconds and then my mom and she said brian brian go wait outside so she she uh told, you know pushed the door open and now they had a regular a regular uh door heavy door and then on the outside they had a screen door and this was like I guess the screen door was open and I can hear what was going on and I can vaguely see you know because it wasn't like that bright in there there wasn't a lot of lights on but anyway um I was listening and (laughs) my mom was like she's like so Susan what what do we have here and and my mom's friend my mom's friend was like, well, uh, um, Amy's got a little company. I guess, you know, we can say, you know, her, the daughter was name was Amy. And uh, so she was just kept going on and on. But the, Amy, the daughter, kept cursing and cursing. And this thing was just, wasn't looking at, I remember it wasn't looking at, it didn't look at me. It, it wasn't looking at my mom. It you know, when we weren't, when I was inside, it was focused on uh, the daughter, the daughter's mother. Both of their eyes were set on her. So anyway, after I was outside, my mom and um, Susan, they began to pray for, you know, for uh, the daughter, Amy. And I guess, you know, my, my mother was a, you know, grew up as a, I'm sorry, Susan grew up. She she became a Christian, and they started they started to uh, pray against it, you know, like pray against you know this thing, like you know, telling you it's got to leave, you know, in the name of Jesus. It's got you know, it has no authority to be there. But um, I, it went on for probably about twenty twenty five minutes. I can't really remember a hundred percent, and. She's the daughter. I just remember that um, uh, Amy, the daughter, started getting like louder and louder. She was like screaming and just like carrying on. And that it got to the point. I don't know whether 
the head went away or not because I couldn't really see it, but she just stormed upstairs into her bedroom and slammed the door, and you can just hear her, you know, still screaming and yelling and banging, banging, you know, throwing stuff around, whatever. But um, I know that later on, like, when I think she was, like, Amy, the daughter, like, she probably was about, like, 18, 19, 20, 21, somewhere around there. I don't remember. She ended up uh, becoming a prostitute. She was a, you know, a, a, a uh, IV drug user, heroin user, heroin addict, and um, she eventually caught, uh, caught uh, HIV in the AIDS, and she died, you know, at, like, 21, 22 years old. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened. What, really what that was but it's, that was the first and only time in my life that I've ever seen anything like supernatural like you know I, I can't think of anything else in my life that I've ever seen and that that just like it just shook me you know and and it's like I I asked my mom about it I remember my mom asking my mom about it and she was like oh Amy has as uh, a, a ghost with her, or a spirit, she said. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I forgot about it after a little while. And then throughout the years, I would bring it up to my mom, and, you know, she would just, like, kind of fill me in with a little bit more facts here and there, like, about her lifestyle and how she died and stuff like that. And also, there was another... I don't know. I, I just remembered this story right right now. I don't. I guess I. It is, it's okay. I can say it was the same house. This is. Um, this was later. I remember this. Um, this is like probably a couple of years later. I was friends with the uh, the youngest daughter. Her name was Jenny. Me and her were pretty good friends. And um, this. <laughs> My mom and my mother and uh, Susan, her her friend, had this woman come over, and she wanted deliverance or something like that. I, from what I don't know, she wanted prayer, deliverance. So she brought her her little son over, and they told us to go upstairs to um, my parents and and uh, um. Susan and the other lady's parents, I mean, the other lady told her son to, for all three of us to go up to uh, Jenny's room, the youngest, her youngest daughter's room. So we were up there playing, and I, you know, I had no clue what was going on. My mother told me this, like, maybe like five years ago. But um, they started to pray for this woman, and she was in a, she was like in a rocking chair in the room. and. She started, they started to pray for her and pray, I guess, I guess, I guess against whatever was keeping her, you know, like captive or, you know, I, I can't really explain it. Um, but um, they were praying for her basically. And there, she, my mother told me that the room got ice cold and, you know, like she was able to see her breath and it started to build up like a you know crescendo, and it got to the point where this this lady's rocking chair started to spin in circles, and at the same time, her young son was upstairs with us in in you know in the room. He started like he started like acting out. I rem I remember that he started like acting out. He started like trying to beat up on uh, on Jenny the the girl. And he was like, you know, like hitting her in the head with like a, was like a, uh, one of those like, um, car racetracks, you know, there, there was like a hard plastic, you like picked it up and beat in her head. I was a little bit older. I grabbed him, you know, and he's just like, he's just like, like growling and, you know, going nuts. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? What's going on with this? And, you know, I'm yelling down to my mom, mom, um, whatever his name is, he's, uh, he's, you know, misbehaving or whatever. And my mom, I remember my mom was like, just hold on. All right. Hold on. We're almost done or something like that. We'll be done. We'll be out here in a little bit soon. And I just 
remember he like pulled. A, I remember, yeah, I remember the one thing he did. They had a, uh, she had a uh, wardrobe, and he pulled this wardrobe from the back and pulled it onto the floor, and like you know, it's pretty big. I mean, and didn't hit, didn't hit her, didn't hit me, but this kid was just going nuts. And my mom. You know, I didn't know what happened because I was young. But later, like I said, my my mother told me what happened. She said that they prayed for her, and whatever whatever was, I guess, uh, I guess I don't want to say it was an exorcism because you know I don't think it really was. But they just prayed for deliverance, I guess, and whatever was there, let go, let it let let its grip up on her, and um, and that was that. Like it just got. You know, she said it got warmer back in, in the room. It got warmer again. And uh, she said, oh, I, you know, I feel better. And I think that was it. And then I just remember, I just remember what was going on upstairs in the room. I didn't know what happened, you know, downstairs. But I don't know. After that, that was that, was that as far as I know. I think, she, I think when... Yeah, my mom said that the woman was like a witch or something like that, and she was trying to get out of it, get out of the, the witchcraft or something like that. And that was, yeah, that's the other story that just came to mind. And those are the two, two things that I remember. Yeah. Wow. Even though the second one, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it happen. I just remember the little boy was going crazy. You know. Yeah. And attacking the girl. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's incredible actually. I <laughs> Yeah. You know, all right. So, let's start with the 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 most recent story you just shared with with me. Yeah. Um Uh-huh. So this lady, she was a witch? Yeah, if I can remember I'm pretty yeah, I remember. Yeah, my mom said she was a, she was getting, I don't know if she was a witch or she was really into witchcraft and she didn't, she was getting scared or something like that. And she didn't want to be involved in it anymore because she, my mother's friend, she just became a Christian and she was prior to that. She was in, involved with some, you know, some, some, uh, you know, a cult and, uh, I don't know if she wanted to call it witchcraft, but she was involved with the occult. And after she, you know, became a Christian, you know, she would still get calls from her old friends. And she, the old friend, yeah, said that she wanted to stop. Okay, yeah. so this lady was involved in the occult. She got out of the yeah. occult, and since then she has had friends that wanted to do the same thing. And this lady that came over to the house yeah. was one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, she, she no longer wanted to be in, in, in involved with the occult as well. Gotcha. And yeah. Yeah. That's how she knew her. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it was. Yeah. And now it sounds almost like whatever had a hold of that lady also had a hold yeah. of her son. Uh, because when you, when you started telling me that one of the things I started thinking of was it almost sounded like whatever was going on, wanted the son to distract, to stop what was happening downstairs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It totally does. It's like, you know, yeah, the kids, you know, the whatever's, yeah, got a hold on her and possibly most most possibly him. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, like to take the focus off of what they're doing with her. Right. You know, this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know if this lady was married at all? Um, which one? The 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 second story. Woman? Yeah, yeah, the second story, the which, one where I her son not, was upstairs with you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Because I, I would yeah. just be interested to, to know, you know, yeah. whoever was living with her, if they all had the same thing happen to them at that moment, or if it was oh, just, yeah. if it was just yeah. her and her son because of what right. was happening there at the house. Right, I imagine that it could happen somewhere else as well. 
That'd be pretty incredible. Yeah, it would. So, okay, so you're, you're wow. the first story you shared with us. Where, mm-hmm. where was the the head? Now, I'm assuming the head was floating. It wasn't sitting yeah. on something. It was floating. No, it, it was. You said it was floating. transparent. Yeah, it was like semi-transparent, and it, it was it was like a it was like a gr- mostly a grayish color, but it also had black, like where especially where I remember where the eyes were in the nose. It was like a pointy, pointy nose, like long and pointy nose. And when the nostrils were, it was like black. And it, it had, I forgot to mention, it had teeth, like the teeth were always, being, they were like always being bare, shown, you know? And they were like real pointy and dirty, like real dirty black, like looking, and real sharp, real sharp, like pointy teeth you know some were longer than others you know it was just so disgusting so, so scary was it was it growling is that why it was showing his teeth uh no it just <clears throat> excuse me it just it's like the lips were like pulled back like the bottom and the top it's like they were like like i don't know how to describe it like they were pulled back like like there isn't much flesh to to cover the lips and the, the, the head, the head of this thing was right. It was, let's see. All right. It was on her left shoulder, right next to her head floating. There was nothing else. It was just her, that head next to hers. And, uh, it was floating. And the head, the, the direction of the head was in the same direction as, um, uh, daughters. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, it did. I remember it didn't have eye, like eyeballs. It was just like black, like black, like circles, kind of. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, yeah, it was just like creepy. Yeah, it was so creepy, and it was just I was shocked. It was more shocked. Like I didn't know what it was. You know, I'm like six seven um, i had no idea what it was i just knew that it was scary looking and i had it didn't make sense to me because you know but it was like you know it was daytime you know the, the sun was coming in through the windows there was a couple lights on i remember lamps yeah that was just the hair i remember it, it was like long but it was like sticking up like all over the place in every direction. And it was gray. The hair was gray. It was just, it was, to me, it was as, as if there was like lots of like gel in it or something, you know, <laughs> like gel, you know, like our yeah. product. It, it hardens and like, it was like that. But the, and the, the hair was like long and sticking out in every which direction. It was like held in place, like a hair gel or something. I don't know. It's just so weird. So it, it wasn't like like static hair. It was more like almost like somebody took clumps of hair and gelled it together and spiked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very bizarre. I don't know. I wish I could draw it. My mom, she got the best, you know, the best view. She probably even got closer to it, you know, and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, I've... I've asked her, you know, to collaborate with me, like what we both saw. And it was, you know, it was pretty much the same thing. You know, we came to the same, same, uh, ideas or, or what we saw, we came to the same conclusion, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So this face, when you're looking mm-hmm. at it, I'm, I'm, are you looking at something that is more human looking or was it more almost like, cause I mean, the way you're describing with the pointy nose and that the teeth that were more pointed, did it have more like a, almost like a, like a troll face? Cause in my head, that's what I'm kind of almost picturing, like almost like a troll or did it distinctly look like a human face? It had it, the face, the facial, uh, like, um, outline i guess you could say you know like it was like like a like a human face like the the the, the definition of the face it had like a forehead it had i guess it, i don't remember ears but it, it had like a jaw you know and it and it had a chin i remember it was 
but I don't, I don't, I can't remember the years. And it was just like, it was like kind of staticky looking, like transparent at, yet opaque at the same time, but also like flickery too. I don't know if I want to actually say it like, uh, like if it was like the snow on a television set, it really wasn't like staticky like that, but it was like, it wasn't like, like, uh, all parts were being seen at all the time. Like, like parts would kind of like fade in and out, like kind of, but, it, but, it, you know, like it wouldn't go and no parts would disappear, but it would just like become more transparent. And then it would go to like, more of an opaque, you know? Yeah, kind of like, like on a, a Photoshop program when you can kind of change the transparency <laughs> on the image. Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. Yep, so, it's like so, so it's something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. So you could mm -hmm. still see it, mm -hmm. but it just was, yeah. at times it was more transparent than others. Yeah, yeah. You said the face kept its, I guess, its, its stare on this girl's mom, right? Yeah, because it's like, that when what it basically what it was like was whoever the daughter was t talking to or had its uh you know fixation on fixation upon that's the direction this face would also face it was like it was yeah it was like that because like um it didn't even look at me when I or my mom or or my mother when we first came in, the whole entire time it was it was looking at her mother and cursing, just cursing her out, you know, like giving her like you know a real hard time. Like, you know, I'm not going to repeat it, but you know, it was just sure. like going. She was like going off on her mom, and it's like to me the way I looked, I, I looked at it was like this thing was providing her like with the words to say, you know, like she that's was possessed. I thought of it. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what it yeah. sounds like to me. I mean, when you're, when you're describing yeah, what you're describing, yeah, it sounds like somebody that's, mm -hmm. that's the possessed. Uh, I've never heard mm -hmm. of, you know, like almost like an astro projection of something that's yeah. possessing something like, like I, I've, yeah. I've only ever heard of, so, like say somebody's possessed that that the demon yeah. is inside the person possessing their body i've never heard right. of a demon being on the outside but still possessing the body at yeah. the same time and that that i find really interesting when yeah me too me too when you guys showed up her mom mm -hmm. was her mom in the room with her or was her mom kind of like mm -hmm. in a different room she was like i said like um when you first walk in there's the living room and then a little bit further back, there's like a little doorway to the kitchen area. And the phone, I remember their phone was in the kitchen area. They had a long cord. So I guess, you know, when we got it, when we got there, she, she was coming kind of like, she was actually like in the doorway of the kitchen. And then she fully came out of the kitchen and went into the living room. She didn't, she didn't sit down though. She stood up the whole time. Who would, and, right? Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Cup of tea? No, I would. That's nuts, man. Yeah, so she just, like, stood there, and and my, I just remember, remember my mom's, like, you know, when we came in. My See, my... Sorry, let me go back real quick. My mother didn't expect this to, to be there, so she took me with her, you know? Because it was, a, it was just a, such a quick phone call, my mom said. That you know, she said, "Pat, come on over." Um, looks like uh, looks like uh, Amy has some company. And my, you know, that's just like I guess like slang or, or lingo for you know somebody's got you know a demon or something like that. So you know, my mom didn't expect it to be like manifesting itself, like you know, visually. So. <laughs> My mom brought me with her. Plus, my father, like I said, my father wasn't home to 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 watch me. So, yeah. Let me ask you now. In yeah. both stories you shared tonight, your mom yeah. was a key person in these stories. Was your mom actively? 
pursuing rebuking spirits? Well, it, it, yeah, she, she was bold. Like I remember maybe, let's see, she said she became, she was Catholic. And then after she met my father, my father was, I think Baptist, I don't know, in his family, she decided to become a Christian. And I guess, so it's been, it was like seven years, I guess, since I was born. She, she was like into prayer, going to prayer groups and stuff like that. And she would meet people, you know, and she pray with people. And so like, like I said, she met this woman and this woman, it seems like this woman had 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 a lot of uh you know stuff going on in her life and we'd call my mom and my mom would just being my mom she would sure yeah i'll come over let's pray you know or okay yeah let's handle this or so yeah my mom you know at the time was (laughs) i guess busy with that and um being called you know for that i don't know if she's ever been any I don't know if she's ever had any other situations or not I know you know I have to ask her but you know she's she said she's seen other things and you know witnessed other things like not not only just those types of things but like miracles as well you know like people being healed and whatnot you know yeah but uh yeah so, all right. So let me ask you, I was going to ask you if this girl was messing with anything uh, that could have brought this on. and But let me redirect that question into two parts. Was the girl messing with something, but also was her mom messing with anything that you knew of? Um. Well, let's see. I, like, I think the, her mother at one point was, like I said, I think she might have been involved with the occult. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure, and that's and that's how she, you know, got out of it and started going to a uh, started going to like a, a either a church or like a, a women's prayer group or something like that, and that's how my mother met her. And the daughter, she was always re- always rebellious, always rebellious, you know, growing up. And uh, she probably would be, I think she she was probably, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but I, I think she was probably be messing, you know, around with the occult as well, or maybe some Ouija board action or whatever, you know. But I know that she, she was uh, using drugs, and that was, a, that was a definite yes, you know, definite with that. So I know... You know, they say that, you know, people who, who uh, you know, mess with drugs, especially like hard, you know, hard, hard drugs, especially like, you know, like heroin or crack, or whatever, you know, those things can open, you know, open the door because, you know, you're not, you don't have, a, you don't have a grip on your life and, you know, it's just an easy access point for, for something to come into your life. Sure. Yeah, especially when if you are dealing with the, you know, playing with the occult, like I don't see why that you know wouldn't be a problem for something to happen. And it was just, I just remember my mother, like you know, because like over the years I would ask, I would, you know, I was always, I've always been interested in in this paranormal or, you know, whatever, and I just sort of always like like to ask her, like, you know, and, and as time went on, I, I, I seem to be getting more and more <laughs> answers from her. So, you know, I remember her telling me that, yeah, she, she died when she was like 20 or 21 from, from, from HIV AIDS. Cause she, she got into prostitution, you know, IV drug use, which is such a shame, you know, as far as I know, her younger sister is, from the last time I remember talking to her, which is probably like ten years ago, she was doing doing fine. She was doing well. But uh, yeah. So let me ask you: When you were in the house when you first got there, 
Uh, yeah. Did you notice the room was cold? Because you mentioned how the room was cold before in the other house later on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't say. I wish I could say it was, but I don't remember. You okay. know? Yeah. I remember, like, I, st- I, it was like, it was like, you know, my mom, she went up to the door first, opened the door, walked in. I walked in right behind her. And, you know, I looked to my right and I um, didn't notice anything at first. And then as soon as she started screaming, you know, and cursing, then I saw it. And I was, you know, like, like my, like, you know, like your hair stands on end or right. you just get that, like that, that, that flight or flight feeling. That's what I got. But I don't remember if the room was cold or not. Okay. But the other one, the other, yeah, the second story, the second one, definitely the whole, I remember the the whole entire house was, was cold. Even, even upstairs, I remember. I was like, what? You know, it was summer, you know, they don't, didn't have air conditioning. And I remember saying, why is it so cold? And my mom just, I kept wanting to go downstairs because I didn't want to be in the room with this, this kid. He was driving me nuts. And I remember my mother kept telling me, Brian, go upstairs, go upstairs, stay in Jenny's room, just stay in Jenny's room, you know. And that went on probably for like an hour. And that, yeah, that was cold, and that was very weird because that kid was just wilding out. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. do you know what happened to the head? Did your mom ever tell you what how that whole thing ended? Um. <clears throat> yeah, she said that. Um, after they were praying for her, she, it just, it didn't have any effect, you know? And, uh, I, I know that the, the girl just was like, you know, you know, F you, whatever, and just got up and walked upstairs to her, to her room and slammed the door. And I remember I was outside and I can hear her scre- screaming and slamming, you know, slamming stuff breaking stuff and just going berserk. But um, I don't know if the head like followed her up <laughs> or if it just disappeared or not. I'm going to have, yeah. I'm going to have to ask, ask about that actually. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so he said the girl left in an angry mess. Yeah. Did the head go with her? Did the head just stay there staring yeah. at mom? Did it, did it disappear? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I mean, it's bad enough that you have a that, that there's some kind of demonic head sitting next to your daughter, mimicking yeah, her exactly. mouth. You know, and then it's looking at you. Yeah. Oh. oh boy, my mom. I just gotta say, my mother has never been scared of that stuff. She, I don't know why she's got such, you know, I guess faith or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm scared of, I'm just scared of, you know, ghosts and all that stuff. But my mom, she's like, it's nothing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Did your like, interest okay, right. did your interest from in, in all these topics and stuff, because you said you're interested in all this stuff, did it come from these experiences? Uh I guess you could say partly, you know. Or you know, like I just I've always had a I think that actually might have sparked the fear that I've always had growing up. Like I Growing up, like, you know, since then or as a kid, I would always be scared of, like, like you know, the closet or, you know, something. Try- like, say you get into bed and you, you don't, you feel like something's going to grab your ankle as you get into bed. So I'd run and jump into bed, you know, like as a kid. And even as an adult, like, I, it's just something, like, I, I, I don't ever want to see, you know. And, um people have like all these stories but but at the same time i think it's so interesting you know as long as it's not me right i'm okay (laughs) but uh i i think it's just very really interesting whether it be you know sasquatch or or uh you know the the paranormal paranormal or or um um what do you call them the uh Cryptozoologies, you know, not everything, but some of them. I think yeah, are very cryptids and stuff. Yeah, cryptids. I just, oh, I just always 
have been interested in it. You know, it's like, how, how does this happen? Like, you know, what's your favorite cryptid topic to dive into? Uh, let's see. Um, can, can I say Sasquatch or, of course, I mean, cause that's to me, the, the one that I think would be, you know, um, I think that one has the most chance of being real. Yeah, definitely. But I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Like, you know, I'm from New Jersey, the Jersey devil. I don't know about that, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, Sasquatch. Yeah. I, I, I mean, some of the evidence and some of the stories I hear, like, you know, um, um, Sasquatch Chronicles, for instance, you know, for instance, it's just some of these stories. It's like, wow, you know, who can make this stuff up, you know? Right. And, and some of the, you know, the evidence I've seen, like, well, this, you know, foot impressions. And then you got uh, Dr. Meldrum explaining, like, you know, the footprint and the, you know, the mid-tarsal break or whatever, and all those, the, the physiology of the of the way a way a footprint is made by a certain animal is just like wow, this stuff has to be you know true or something you know. Yeah, so, there, there's just so yeah. much evidence out there. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. I mean, there's tons of people that say, um, if it's real, why don't we have pictures that are clear or yeah, clear yeah. video? It and right. and I often say I don't know because I just don't know, but. You know, that that aside, there are a lot of physical evidences that are out there, you know? And so, yeah, there, you know, obviously, I've said on previous shows, Sasquatch is something that's a big interest of mine. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. So let me ask you, uh, kind of rewinding here a little bit, and you, you may not know the answer to this, but I just want to ask you. You said that your mom had experienced other things like miracles. Did she ever tell you any of the things that she saw? Um, let's see. I remember one time, um, this woman, she, she, what did she have? She had, uh, oh man, not cerebral palsy, but something, something like it. And this, she had it for about 25 years, I, I would say. And she couldn't, you know, she couldn't walk, you know, normally, you know, I forget what it was. I, I, I don't know what, what the disease was, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, a, it was at her, at her church. She, she was going through, this is back in, I think 2005 or six. They, her and her uh, friends, I guess you could say, at a church were, were praying for her. You know, of course, they've always been praying for her, but but just this, it was before, I think it was before the church started or whatever, they were praying for her, you know, to, to heal, for God to heal her. And no joke, this, this woman, like, who, who had this, you know, deformity or whatever, she got healed. She, today, she's still fine, like. And it happened, you know, in an instant, like it didn't, it wasn't just like gradual, you know, it happened like, bam, just like that. And she was able to walk without having to hold on to anybody or anything around her, you know, and she wasn't, she was kind of like her movements were jerky and whatnot. And, and like when she was walking, it it looked so like she was walking like a, like a normal person, like smoother, you know? Yeah. And I, that, that was for me, that's what I, I didn't see it happen, but I knew her before this happened for years. And I saw her after they, they, uh, prayed for her when she was healed. That was one, that was the one thing I can remember, but she, she's got a lot of stories, you know, from over the years. Yeah, I'm sure. Since the seven, since the seventies, you know, yeah, she's got a lot of them, but, I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow, you know, sounds like your mom is somebody I want to talk to as well. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, you know what? I was like, yeah, maybe my mom should be the one <laughs> on tonight. <laughs> well, we could always do a sequel yeah, show. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
No, I, I yeah. asked that question because uh, my yeah. grandfather was kind of like a traveling evangelist on weekends years ago, long, long time ago. And uh, on his deathbed, he shared with me um, some stories of how he would pray for people and there would be healing involved and things like that, kind of like what you were describing. And uh, yeah, I actually, this is years ago. I mean, I want to say it was probably six years ago at least when this happened. But, you know, he's telling me these stories in the hospital one night. And so the next night I came back with an audio recorder and I recorded him telling me these stories. And so I have these stories on audio that I'm actually going to release awesome. these stories as part of one of my episodes. I'm just waiting for the right episode. So maybe, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe one day, you know, I'll talk to somebody that wants to share, you know, their stories of experiences with miracles and stuff. And I can kind of plug my grandfather's audio into that episode. Yep. But uh, I got about 15 minutes worth of stories that he, he shared before he died. So it's pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's great, bro. Yeah, that'd be a great episode, you know? Yeah, it'd be fun. Like you said, like have follow it up with with, uh, his stories and wow, you know? Because I, I, you know, today it's it's like a modern times, you know, it's not like you don't hear about it as much as you you do if if you read, you know, the the New Testament when Jesus Jesus is ministry, you know, like all the, all the, uh, you know, miracles being performed like today, it's like, you know, you know, you don't hear too much, but right. I still honestly believe that there are miracles being performed now. Sure. Each and every day. Yeah. Well, man, uh, listen, I, I really appreciate you coming on, Brian. Uh, I think, yeah. I think you had some great stories to share. And uh, I know when we were first talking, you weren't sure if uh, you'd have enough information, but I think you shared plenty of information tonight. And I think the audience is really going to enjoy this show. Oh, great. Do you have any? You so much. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, not that I can think of. I don't know. I mean, uh, just from me to you, I just want you to, you know, I encourage you, you know, keep going, keep it up, you know, because as soon as I found, as soon as I found your podcast, I was like, oh, this is great, you know, you do, you do a wonderful job, and you know, um, I really like listening to your podcast. So. Well, I really appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into it, so I want, I want, yeah, I want yeah. to make something that people really enjoy. So it's good to, it's good to hear that that people are enjoying it. So that's good. Oh yeah. Yep. All right, man. Well, listen, yeah. I really appreciate, I really appreciate talking to you. And uh, if anything ever happens again, or if your mom would like to talk or something, you know, you can get a hold of me, and we'll definitely arrange this, arrange something like that. All right, great, Tony. All right, man. Take care. All right. Okay, you too. Well, that's the show, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed it, and I enjoyed recording with Brian. I think he gave some great detail as to what he saw, and I hope it's enlightening, entertaining, and inspirational for all of you. Before we get out of here, I did mention earlier about following me on Instagram. I didn't tell you how to do that in case you wanted to see that video from earlier. My Instagram is Tony underscore Merkel, and that's the same as my Twitter. So both is the same. So it's at Tony underscore Merkel for Twitter, and it's Tony underscore Merkel on Twitter. You can look me up. I would be happy to communicate with you, as always. And if you have an encounter, email me at theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com or go to the connection section on the website and reach out to me. I really hope everybody has a great week. I'll see you next Saturday. Take care.
something hazy, but it was like uh, black and white, and it was like like hazy. What it was was it was like a head. Pray for this woman. She was like in a rocking chair in the room. The room got ice cold. Rocking chairs. 